0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 306th episode of the Pokemon podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host SBJ, and with me today is Will.
1: Oh wow, you tried to you tried to curveball him. You put an R sound in front. Um, I need us to get through this quickly because I've been listening to Dirty Computer on repeat, like. Since Friday, and you're interrupting my weekend of of listening to that over and over and over again.
0: Is so. that a podcast or
1: a uh, uh, please, album? please, please, sir, please refrain. Yes, it's Janelle Monet's new album that launched that I dropped on Friday at midnight, along with the e-motion picture. Highly recommended. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. it's real good.
0: Uh, we have uh, UF Catcher Pro Micah. Here. Oh, hello! Is that what we're calling them? Sure. Yeah,
2: everybody got a prize to except to
3: me, huh? Get through this quickly because I've been listening to uh, uh, Post Malone, the new Post Malone. Oh no! On repeat. So
1: <laughs> see, I
3: know oh, what that
0: is.
2: What
3: <laughs> that <laughs>
0: is? Uh, albums, oh, music. Okay. Steve, I see. I see. Get with the music. I thought V one hundred is all we listen to. Hey Z one hundred, fellow kids. I'm Wait, did you to literally say Z one
1: hundred?
3: V one hundred. I think it's V one hundred. It is V one hundred. It's a local uh, hip hop and R and B radio station. So oh, they'll be playing that. Janelle
1: Monae. Don't you worry.
3: <laughs> featuring uh, DJ Smooth as Butter is one of them, and another one is uh, DJ Thirty Three and a Third. Pretty oh. good DJ names.
1: Because uh, Z one hundred is what we used to listen to back in New York when I was a kid, and I know Z one hundred. Z100 is a radio station. It was like top 40, but, uh, and it was literally like number 100 on the radio dial. Um, and it's still on, it's on uh, the satellite radio, Sirius uh, XM. They, they like broadcast Z100 there. Yeah, this is 100.7
3: on the dial in Milwaukee. Oh, I, I think have that was it on pretty regularly. 100. Hmm.
0: We listen to it when we play Pokemon Go for yeah. some
3: reason. When I drive around in, my car, and I have control of the radio.
0: I want to thank everyone before we begin today's show. Oh, wait. Okay, let me lay out today's show, and then I will thank everyone. So uh show is going to be Pokemon News and Emails and Pokemon of the Week. I don't know if we have a specific topic we're going to focus on. Uh I do want to talk a little bit about Detective Pikachu, but spoiler free, of course, for those who didn't finish it, because I did finish it, but I want to thank... The at least dozen people who have told me and have provided pictures of eating an orange in the shower, and I believe most said they
1: enjoyed it. Don't thank these people, because you're (laughs) encouraging them. Because the two people who got in contact with me said pretty much that it was a mistake.
0: Well, why was why it? would it be a mistake? Yeah, What's the issue? They, they 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 had a healthy orange and they came out clean. What's because there's no they, mistake. They said, there. they said
1: they said the experience did not live up to the hype. Let's that's the easiest way to express it.
0: I feel like I did not overhype it. I feel like hype I just is gave, what you
1: make it. Okay, I just gave the pros and the cons. You presented it as something that would be life changing. And then when people (laughs) enter into that kind of a contract and come out the other side with their life unchanged, the only thing that remains is the void of disappointment. If you can't
3: acknowledge that something that somebody is telling you is dependent on whether or not your personal interests are going to apply to it,
1: overhyping it is a personal problem. You've almost described the state of the United States in 2018. Congratulations in one sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's speaking, what I'm here for. <laughs> speaking of uh,
0: overhyping and speaking of food, I tried White Castle for the first time last night.
1: Congratulations. Oh uh, uh, congratulations
3: is in order for that. <laughs>
0: I woke up to a bunch of tweets of, like, enjoy the bathroom, and I was telling this to Micah last night. I have never, ever, in my 29 years on this planet, ever had, like... Because I feel like the stereotypical thing is, like, oh, you went to Taco Bell, you're going to be on the toilet all night. Like, I've never had that happen with any fast food slash restaurant. I've never just eaten something and then, like... Spent the rest of the night on the toilet unless I had like the flu or unless I was like sick, which is a whole nother problem. That was not Taco Bell did not give me the flu. Well, maybe it could have, but I highly doubt that that would happen in the mere 10 minutes of eating a cheesy crunch Gorita. Gorita. (laughs)
3: Gorita?
0: That's not even a thing. Mm, eating in a the
1: cheesy gafferita. That's my favorite Pokemon to chow Matter down on.
0: Ten minutes. Uh White Castle though was very disappointing in just the it was very like blah in taste. Like it wasn't it was fine. Like I didn't think it was terrible, but I don't think I would order it again. Like I ate it and I was like, oh, this is really flavorless. No, my complaint is that I asked for no onions. Because uh, I know like, that's their thing is they just cover everything in onions and I hate onions and my burgers, while they did not have no onions, so props to the people at 3am who made my burgers uh, <laughs> it still tasted like onions because I'm assuming whatever grill slash microwave they make it on uh, is laced in onions forever.
1: I-, I actually think when they make the burger patty that there is some onion in the burger patty itself. I think they put I think the
3: burgers themselves come frozen with the onions on them. Something and they, like that. When yeah. you ask for no onions, you they have to like take them off of it, physically remove them from mm. the patty. Yeah, also, I'm assuming it it's so like that they don't have button. to. I'm assuming it's so that it, they don't have to grill every burger and put onions on it. They just take a little prepackaged thing and put it on the grill and call it a day. Because what can it? It can't take more than, like,
0: five seconds to cook that thing. It's so small. I, do, I did like the uh, meat-to-bun ratio. The bun was actually really good, really thick size. The meat patty was, like, the right thickness for the buns. It was just a very bland hamburger. I suppose that's where the onions come in. Yeah, probably. It's, it's not great, though.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm it's fine,
3: not gourmet
1: though. cuisine, but it does the job.
3: I had the uh, veggie burger, which I didn't know White Castle had. Hey, modern times, dude! And it's <laughs> not good at all.
1: Was it's it the vegetables? worst
3: veggie burger I've ever had anywhere? Was it? Was I don't, it you know, I, it looked like there were pieces of vegetables in it. Maybe. Well, wait, we got, was it you the ordered? same
0: size as the other of my burger? Because like I didn't realize until we got there that they only have like sliders. Yeah, what? what? That's their thing. <sighs> <gasps> you guys,
1: come on. Come on. I've Into had White Castle. Castle before. I've never
0: had White Castle. Uh, this is a new experience, Will. Have you seen Harold and
1: Kumar go to White Castle? Have you at least no. done that much? Oh, man. It's like, it's like you're fresh from the, the egg here. There's the so slider. much in the world you need to experience.
0: Really, I wanted to tell the story to bring up the fact that I don't understand the whole, like... Enjoy your trip to the bathroom, because I've just never had that ever happen when I've eaten any any sort of fast food. But you have some
3: kind of foreign, like, iron stomach, like, (laughs) foreign to humans in general, iron stomach, that
0: can tolerate some of the worst garbage. Are you saying that you've had... Okay, question for both of you, because I feel like Taco Bell is the example. Have you Are Are you saying you've had Taco Bell and then like spent the night on the toilet because of just said uh, cheesy gotherita?
1: The heck no, 0%.
3: <laughs> no. I mean, I haven't, but I, I think it's always... It'll always be dependent on what your stomach is used to, I think. So, like, if you're used to not eating greasy fast food, and then you go and eat greasy fast food for the first time and... I don't know, months or a year or whatever, your stomach is going to react poorly. Case in point, mm-hmm. when we went the other night to, I don't know, McDonald's or whatever it was that I had that destroyed me and I haven't had <laughs> meat and or like fast food really in the last however long and it was the worst experience of my life.
1: I, I have my own theories about um, the socioeconomic nature of that sort of humor um, that it's too deep in erudite to get into. But basically it's like <laughs> <But> how though? <laughs> oh, well, no, I question. just I think I think a lot of people or hmm. See, I don't know how to phrase this the right way, but it's like if you eat that food that Mexican people make, it's gonna destroy your stomach because it's full of beans, or if you eat that poor people food, you know, because you've got that refined steak eating you always eat steak and now you're gonna eat greasy poor people food is gonna make you sick. Right? Think about it. That's where all those jokes like a, always a come from. a
0: status joke is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, that's why I said socioeconomic. That's okay. the, the fancy way of saying status.
0: I had to dumb it down for myself. <laughs> 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 I think it's just
3: the, like, concern that it's made not poorly, but, like, it's not healthy in really any regard so your body is going to react poorly to it. But again, it's dependent on what you eat and what you're used to. So if you're like Steve and you eat pretty much nothing but burgers and fries and fried chicken and that's it, your body's going to be fine.
1: <laughs> it is amazing how skinny he is for the things that he actually eats. I like It'll the- catch up. No, it's never gonna catch up. Dude is 29, he's almost thirty. <laughs> it's right. never going to catch up. You're right. I when I was like twenty four years old, I weighed like two hundred and eighty pounds because that's the kind of food I was eating. There's something his like esophagus is a portal to a hell dimension or something like that. Because that food is not going in his body. <laughs> <laughs> it's be,
3: it's being dumped out in some other dimension somewhere. Yeah,
1: exactly. There's there's a huge
0: dumpster that's filled with all of the food Steve has eaten somewhere in some other timeline. Speaking of dumping, we got some Pokemon news. (laughs) Okay. Interesting transition there. (laughs) Thank you. Today, the day we're recording this, should be the last day to get your Raikou and Entei codes from Target. But my guess would be... My guess would be that like, they're probably not quick to throw these codes out. So I'm sure if you're listening to this on Monday and you're like, oh, I forgot to get these codes, I would, I would probably just go to Target and see if they still have them. Because they're physical codes, so they would have to just toss them out. And I feel like they probably won't because the codes are still good until... Um, I have one in front of me. I should read the back of it. It's yeah, like a how long can until? code can be redeemed until July 23rd, 2018. There you go. It was funny cuz when I went to Target, I want to also sh- shout out to everyone who sent me codes. You guys didn't need to and I guess I technically didn't need to go to Target because people tweet at me codes or extra codes or whatever, but I like the experience. Uh I like th- I like the social experience that that I get when I try to get anything Pokemon for free at said physical locations and I went up to the department area of Target and I was like, hey, do you have any of those Pokemon codes? And he was like, yeah, I got you. And then I didn't say how many I wanted or anything, but he counted out four and handed it to me. And the guy, the other Target guy looked at him and the guy giving me the codes looked back and was like, you got to give these Pokemon fans at least four codes because at this point, if they're asking for codes, they got all four games. And the other guy like was just very confused. And I was like, Yep, I feel like at this point, if you're still playing Pokemon, you probably have all four games and you want all four codes. He's like, "I know, I just give everyone four codes because it just makes sense." And I was like, "Well, thank you, I appreciate it." And then that the dude guy knows what's up. The guy just looked at me and I was like, "Don't worry, man. It's kind of silly and kind of dumb, but don't don't play Pokemon." <laughs> and I walked away. <laughs> don't play
2: Pokemon.
1: <laughs> I gotta I gotta give a shout out to Matt who gets me all my codes all the time because I don't have time to go to anywhere. And and that dude is always on point. He's always like, hey, Will, you need a code? And I was like, you know I do. <laughs> you <laughs> know <me>. I do. <laughs> I have a uh,
3: Mewtwo raid today right next to a target, so I'll
0: probably pop in there and... Get some codes? Get some codes. I'll probably grab four more codes. But the reason I brought that up is because the next distribution of codes are being announced for GameStop. Uh, Xerneas and Yivetel. Are going to be the two codes you can get from May fourth to May twenty seventh. Xerneas is available for Moon and Ultramoon, and Ivitel is available for Sun and Ultra Sun. Why do they keep making me go to GameStop? Because them deals.
3: Because don't don't know, hey, Matt,
1: can you uh, can, can you get a code for Micah, okay. too? Thanks, thanks, Bud. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do it too. That's great. <laughs>
0: Uh, Speaking of Pokemon being being released in May, uh, there's new field research in Pokemon Go focusing on electric and flying Pokemon. It will be available starting on May 1st. New skill-based objectives are also set to be introduced, but the reward for completing field research tasks on seven different days will be an encounter with the legendary Pokemon Zapdos. Will, did you get your Moltres for seven days of Pokemon Go?
2: Heck no! <laughs> oh my goodness!
0: They introduced this for casual players. Will well, you got to get the seven
1: stamps. The weather and, is warm now, so I go. Uh, I read my Twitter when I'm outside now, walking the dog. I'm not just, on Pokemon Go.
0: But you just you just gotta. It takes like
3: two seconds to do
0: to a field a research stamp. thing. You have thirty wow. days to get seven stamps to guarantee a multrees. Well, well, I like, wish well, you, still, had have me that you 30 still have days time. You still have time. You still have time. Okay, how okay, okay, ha- okay. How many stamps you got?
1: One, maybe?
0: All right, you're out of time. S- six? Wait, when does it start? May 1st.
3: Oh, yeah, it's over. No, that's not. I think, when is May 1st?
1: Maybe yeah, you're Tuesday. out of time. Tuesday.
0: <laughs> you're out of time. All right, here's, here's the trick, Will. So when you spin a stop, you get uh, a field research, and you can do one a day to get a stamp. So you got to do seven days. They don't have to be seven days in a row. You just got to do seven days eventually. If the field research is too hard, just throw it away and spin a different stop, and you'll get a new one. So you could right away get, like, three easy ones, but not... So let's say, like, I think one of the field researches is just, like, catch three Pokemon, and there's, like, nothing else tied to it. So you could get three catch three Pokemon and you can complete them all at the same time because they all count at once. But then you just hand them in every day. So like you would hand one in the first day, but then the second day you don't even have to play. You just got to remember to hit complete because it doesn't give you the stamp until you actually, uh, until you redeem the item itself. So you could do a bunch early because they're all similar or all easy and then just the next day just hit redeem and then you got the stamp already. This is my strategy, what you're describing.
3: I just stockpile field research, and then I wait until I have a day where I don't have a stamp, and then I spend them one at a time. So I, if I don't, for some reason, if I forget to get field research, I will have at least three days. Always. Always.
1: I don't know. I'm looking at my Pokedex and Pokemon Go, and this is really confusing. <laughs> well how is it confusing it has like an outline of a zapdos maybe but you've seen one you've itself. seen one maybe because yeah.
0: I think we saw one at gen Con and you used all your pokeballs in like 30 seconds and I'm still on my first pokeball and you're like I didn't catch it and I was like Will
1: you gotta slow down look we can't all be good at this game <laughs> <laughs> just gotta take your time don't I've rush gotta, it I, I've got a Porygon. All right, that's pretty good, though. That's something. You're getting right. there. I'll I'll try to remember because there's a a PokeStop at the playground down the street from my you house.
0: You live in so. Washington D.C. You have a million PokeStops as soon as you walk out your
1: door. Okay, the first problem is walking out my door. I don't like <laughs> to do that. Okay. So, and literally, like, if I didn't have a dog yesterday, I wouldn't have walked out my door. Because the amazing thing of living in Washington, D.C., is people will bring food to me. Yes, I have to give them money, but they will bring it to me cooked, hot, ready to eat. So, the necessity to leave my house is minimal. That's
3: actually under very understandable.
0: I can relate to this.
3: We we don't have nearly as much for and like, like Uber Eats or DoorDash or whatever here.
1: I'm a big Grubhub fan. I don't know why. Um, or I used Grubhub. To be, I used to like Foodler much more, but Grubhub bought Foodler. Foodler? So Foodler was is an actual best. thing? Foodler was the best because they had a points program and you could get prizes for your points. Are they and related I, in
3: any way to Podler? Did Grubhub buy Podler? Maybe. <laughs> I'll have to go back through the history of the Podler brand. Toddler safe podcast for
1: babies. Awesome.
0: Um, because we seem to talk about South Korea every single week. They're getting another distribution. It's like the fourth week in the, a row. I think we've brought this, brought up South Korea um, from June sixth to August thirty first. Uh, with the thera- theatrical release of the Rise of Dark Cry, an upcoming distribution for Dialga and Palkia in South Korea has been announced. Zero codes will be included with gift guides upon receiving movie tickets. Codes will be use, usable from June 6th to August 31st. Dialga will be available in Pokemon Moon and Ultra Moon. And Palkia will be available in Pokemon Sun and Ultra Sun. Also, I read somewhere, it wasn't on Bul- Bulbula News, which is where I'm pulling most of this news right now, that they, South Korea is also getting Shaman. A Shaman distribution as well, which would make sense, because this is all around The Rise of Darkrai, and I'm pretty sure the Shaman movie was the next movie after that.
1: Well, that's a shame. In this country, we don't get those.
3: (laughs) I don't know if that was intended to be a bad pun, but it was a bad pun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. A little bit non-Pokémon news, but Nintendo-related here, is Nintendo's president is set to retire with replacement named. Uh, Nintendo's president, uh, Tatsumi Kimashima, will step down from their position at the end of June. The company announced alongside its ladle, latest ladle, ladle financial earning reports. Kimiyashi will retire from office as of June 28th. with pending shareholder approval, according to a company release. At that time, his replacement will assume the title of representative director and president. That person is Shantaro Furukawa. Sorry, I'm very bad at Japanese. I'm I'm bad at most words, but Japanese names really throw me for a loop. Who currently runs Nintendo's global marketing department. Shantaro has been with Nintendo since 1994. And he has worked other roles throughout his tenure. He's also the Pokemon company's outside director and Nintendo's managing executive officer. uh, In the financial reports on Thursday, Nintendo said that it has sold 10.4 million copies of Super Mario Odyssey, which launched at the end of October. Uh, Some other news here is the Pokemon cartoons about to reach a major milestone. Uh, the professor's new adventure is the episode title. is set to air nine AM on Saturday, April twenty eighth. Uh, it features Professor Kakui uh, getting married. I won't spoil who he gets married to, but I'm pretty sure if you played Sun and Moon, you probably know. <laughs> oh, okay. As <laughs> I say, this other than well, the like storyline from the games, <laughs> I believe the significance about this is because this is episode one thousand. Uh, which the, the Japanese version hit this back in November, um, so we are getting that here for the U.S. So it's already debuted in Japan, but this is Pokemon's a thousandth episode, so I I don't think it's I guess it's cool. I mean, it just uh further proves that Kakui only cares about himself, which we saw throughout the game, and how he set to ruin the Elite Four, but also doesn't care about Ash in any ways to take the focus away from Ash for the thousandth episode to focus on himself. The classic Kukui move. <laughs> this is, you are 100% correct. Oh boy.
3: This is like some kind of Kukui conspiracy. Is this the Kukui conspiracy podcast? Yes. It is. Okay.
0: Moving on. <laughs> he's, he's misunderstood. <laughs> Pokemon Go developers actively working on... I bet I bet you guys wouldn't have believed this. This is breaking news. No one saw this coming. Pokemon Go developers... This is off comicbook.com, which was... I think at some point pulled from a tweet, which was then put on Reddit, which was then, like, everyone reported on this. I want you to stop and think. You're like, Pokemon Go, 5 million active players... You know, top 20 most grossing app in the App Store. iTunes App Store is probably right now. I don't have the hard data in front of me. I could open up my iPhone, but last time I checked, it was in the top 20. Yeah. Almost two years old. Just released Hoenn Pokemon within the last couple months. They're done, right? There's nothing else to do. They never released any Pokemon after that. I can't
3: think of anything... In the franchise that would have come after Hoenn.
0: What if I told you, this is the title of the article, Pokemon Go developers actively working on, quote, Gen 4 Pokemon. What? That's impossible. No one would have
1: ever predicted this. Is there a fourth gen of Pokemon?
0: (laughs) There's more
3: than three generations. Some are surprised there's more than one. Oh, I get it. They're not. This isn't something that existed. They're making. They're, they're Pokemon Go is making a fourth gen. They're oh, making okay. a fourth so they're generation making up their of own Pokemon. New
1: Pokemon's. Yeah,
3: okay. it's become such a big, uh, top selling Pokemon item that they can make their own generations of Pokemon now. You heard it here first. The fourth gen originated with Pokemon Go. It'll. It's. It's
0: history in the making. <laughs> Alright, so uh, the whole title of the article is Pokemon Go Developers Actively Working on Gen 4 Pokemon and PvP. Uh, we'll go through this real quick because I think while that might sound as exciting as a title, like duh, of course. <laughs> of, not only have they said countless times on record they've said countless times that they've been working on PvP. That is not a surprise. They've been saying that since before the game came out, and they have rest assured us. Is that a, is that a term that they've continued sure. to be wor-
1: working I on? I wouldn't it. use it as a verb, but okay.
0: sure. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta, you gotta verb it up. Also, of course, the natural progression is once we're done releasing all of Gen 3 Pokemon, we'll release Gen 4. But, anyways, the article is a Twitter user named Dr. Pogo. Uh, I believe he is a doctor of Pogos. Oh, really? Like a Pogo stick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wrote about a chance uh, encounter he had with Niantic's CEO, John Hankey, on an airplane flight. Dr. uh, Pogo stick posted both a photo and video proof that he was sitting next to Hankey and summarized them uh, to the Pokemon Go YouTube personality reversal we've had on the show before. He's a very, very nice guy. King of clickbait, but uh, he knows what he's he's doing. Oh, he's got
1: nothing on Solemn Vanguard. I don't know who that is,
0: but... You're uh, lucky. Reverse is a very nice guy. I'm just going to skip most of the article and then um, talk about the points. So, pretty much the long and short of the story, without being boring, is... Doctor Pogo Stick sat on a plane with next to John Hankey. They talked about Pokemon Go. John Hankey didn't tell him that he couldn't talk about it. So then he told the Pokemon Go YouTube YouTubers what was talked about. I assure you it's it's not that exciting. It's literally stuff that one, they've either talked about in the past or two, it's a really big like duh moment of of course that's coming. Pogo Dr. Pogo Sticks said that he would be open to being on podcasts or YouTube's to explain things further, but after reading what was been announced, I don't think I need to reach out because again, I don't think any of this is shocking. So the first uh, thing here is there is something done there's gonna be something done about maps to make it more raid friendly. Next points here is Gen 4 is being worked on. Duh. PvP is being worked no on. Way. Duh. We've... No way. Duh. Yeah, like... Okay, next thing is level cap will be increased. Okay, cool.
3: I no guess. way. Um, I mean, that had to... That, like, that's another given,
1: right? Like, yeah, that's what ruined Destiny. They, go ahead. They are just throwing their game down in the trash tubes. What, raising the level, the level cap? cap? Yes. Why? What is that? It was like it's like chasing the dragon. Every time you're like, "Oh, I'm level 29. Oh, I got the raid gear. I'm level 30. Oh, a new level cap 32." Here's the thing though. I don't
3: care about my level really. That I don't much either. at all. There are way more things that are uh like player advancement in the game than just the level. The level really doesn't, I don't know. At least for me doesn't isn't something that I'm heavily reliant on as a player. It's
1: status, man. It's all the other Everything in the world is about status. Who's better than who? And if I'm level 40 and you're level 30... Trust me, I'm not level 40. uh, And you're level 39, I am better than you. That's that's not true. (laughs) What's Um, true and not true is defined by the (laughs) uh, hegemony.
0: Listen. So the last three things here are... Pokestop submissions are coming... Which I'm sure will be a complete disaster, but okay. Yeah, just, you know, recommend,
3: literally everybody recommending their house as a step.
0: This is something that I'm sure, like, on paper, or when I said out loud, people got really excited for, but I'm sure the process is extremely long. Probably they'll make you jump through a lot of hoops, and then even after you jump through all those hoops, I'm sure it will be months to a year before things get approved. Because we know Niantic is a small company. They're going to get flooded with submissions. They're probably going to close submissions. They're going to go through it one by one and deny pretty much all of them because it will, people, it will be people suggesting their mailboxes. And then people are going to rage on Reddit and complain that their submission for their mailbox did not get approved. And
1: it's I, taking too long. But it's are a historical gonna... mailbox, Steve. <laughs> are they going to have a submission process for removing Pokestops that are meaningless?
0: Uh, I don't because, know. I mean, like, I do know that uh, Ingress has a um, submission area for stuff, but.
1: Yeah, because there's a um uh down the street from my house, there's a PokéStop that is a U.S. border marker, and it's literally a metal stake in the ground. The, you wouldn't even, if you weren't looking for it, you wouldn't even notice it. And I'm like, why do you get to be a PokéStop?
0: <laughs> All of those old PokéStops came from Ingress. Like yeah. Yeah. it doesn't make it any Ingress. more
1: appropriate. Are well, blame the, the new,
3: Ingress crowd. Are the ones that are being added recently also coming from Ingress, then? Or is that just... I would assume. Like, we've noticed that, the, like, new gyms have popped up. There's been a new stop by my house. Like, it's got to be coming from Ingress, right? Unless they're just adding new things to Pokemon Go specifically. But Ingress is still really active, right?
1: Yeah. I'm sure there's like five or six people who still play that.
3: Now, I wonder if people submitting things and having those things approved will then make those things stops or whatever in Ingress.
0: Probably want that data, too, for the Harry Potter game they're working on. Ah. Good call. Apparently, Niantic is going to take action against spoofing, which, again, I feel like is a duh. They've said multiple times they are working on a spoofing solution and why... They've also said in interviews that the reason that they, can't, they haven't rolled out features fast enough is because they have to spend a lot of time dealing with spoofers. So I'm, I'm sure that they probably have this system in, a, in the works to roll out. They just haven't yet. Yeah. And the last thing is Pokemon Go Fest 2 uh, was talked about and apparently, you know, confirmed. Going to be I, in Washington, uh, D.C.? I literally told you guys that last year, the day after Pokemon Go Fest, when I literally (laughs) walked up to John Hankey and I said, are you doing another one of these? And he said, yes, of course, we have to, to prove that we can do this right. Yeah, it makes sense. Why would they not? Even though, like, it would be once they do, like, two more Pokemon Go Fest and they go successful, which they will be successful, because Niantic has done successful things in the past. Like giant ingress meetups and festivals Uh, people will forget that the first one was ever a disaster so the if they never did another go fest people will just always remember remember that one go fest that they did and then never tried again that was a complete disaster as soon as they do more than enough people will forget about the first one besides the people who probably went
1: i will never forget trust me (laughs) i had a good time I had a good time because I get, got to spend the day with my favorite people, Steve and Micah and Irene and Steve's mom and Isn't Steve's that what Pokemon Go
0: is all about, though, Will? It's not about the level 40s. It's not about the, 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 the spoofing. It's about the people.
3: I, I don't know. About the friends you make along the way that have always been there.
2: Pretty much. These
3: aren't new friends. What? I think that makes sense, though. I think it makes sense that they have to do another one. I don't. I, I didn't have any doubt that they would do another one. And, it, it, you know, everybody can say, like, I've read things on the Internet, too, on, like, I don't know, Reddit or Facebook or whatever, where people are like, I don't think they're going to do another one because the first one is such a disaster and nobody's going to go to it. Nobody's going to buy tickets and whatever, and it's going to bomb. But Pokemon Go fans are rabid, and you know that it is definitely going
0: to sell out. I think the first one sold out in, what, like, 27 minutes?
1: Real yeah. fast.
0: It probably won't t- be as quick, but it'll still sell out. Yeah, it'll still sell out. And I'm sure that they know exactly what to do to make it right. And again, like I said, they've, they've proven that they can do it before. Yeah. Well, we will take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do some emails, and then we'll do our Pokemon of the week. So we'll be right back. Hey, hey, if you're looking uh, for more of me, which... Whew, you're in for something. Uh, you can, I, I stream every day, almost every day, I suppose, on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash PKMNCAST. PKMNCAST. I know I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, but sometimes people don't make it to the end of the show. So if you're looking for pretty much daily uh, afternoon slash evening content Pokemon related, I am currently playing a Pokemon Black 2. Nuzlocke because we hit our Patreon stuff a little bit late last year so I'm playing through that Um, so that will be not only live on Twitch pretty much every single day this week but it will be archived for you to view as well as there is a Google Doc that you can access in Slack or on Twitter to keep up to date with which Pokemon died which Pokemon are still alive hopefully something hopefully I can beat the Nuzlocke who knows I don't know Uh, I'm playing it this week so it's really exciting so if you're looking for more Pokemon content this week Twitch that TV slash cast. And also, if you are an Amazon Prime member, you can link that to your Twitch account and you can support me on Twitch for free because Amazon Prime customers get a, a free sub every month because they're Amazon Prime. It's just one of the benefits you have. So every 30 days, you can subscribe to somebody for completely free. It doesn't cost you any money. You just have to link your Amazon account to your Twitch account. I will give you ad-free viewing to any of your favorite streamers. It could be me, it could be somebody else, but you should take advantage of it. Whoever you sub to, you get ad-free viewing. You get a little Litwick next to your name if you sub to me. And you also get all my emotes that Micah made, and they're fantastic, and you can use them all over Twitch. And you would support me directly and help me keep making podcasts, keep doing streams. Yeah, Uh, that's all I want. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back from our break. Do some emails. This message is from Alyssa from Florida. Hi, I've been listening to your podcast for a while. Thought I would write in to email you. My favorite Pokemon is Sylveon. Now my questions. You could travel to any region at any time. Where slash when would it be and Why? And the second question here is, if there was a legendary or mythical Pokemon you wish was real and you caught, which one would it be and why? Uh, love the show. Keep it up. Alyssa.
1: Michael, you can go first. You have a better imagination than I do. No, I need to think on this. Any, I mean, does it have to be a Pokemon region? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go where the Pokemon Rangers are. Almia? Okay. Oh, it's on, like, the other one. side of the mountains from Kanto. I just, I like the fact that they don't keep their Pokemon in balls, but they, like, make friends with their Pokemon, and, you know, they kind of, like, work with them that way, and they get to draw lots of circles, and they also get the the Feons, uh over there, so that's where I want to go. Also, they, that game was really good and underrated, so... It was Ranger.
3: really good. Pokemon Ranger, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The first one, at least. I didn't play
1: a ton of the other ones, but... Oh, man. Are team. you ready for this? But the uh, The first Pokemon game on the Switch is going to be a Pokemon Ranger game. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, I doubt it, but... <laughs> oh, yes, it will. Oh, it's going to turn everything on its head. Yes. I wouldn't complain. I liked Ranger. How would it work, though?
3: You just twirl the Joy-Cons to... To wrangle up those those Pokemon. Well,
1: I mean, the Switch is a touchscreen. Yeah, but you have to do on the TV. Yeah, it's got to be. You'll figure something out. It'll be like tilt controls. (laughs) Spin spin those Joy Cons. Twirl it like a lasso. Oh oh, man, yeah. And then if I could catch any mythical, I mean, it's still gonna be Victini. Victini's my boy, my girl, my non-gendered mythical Pokemon. Uh, That's who I want to hang out with. So. There you go.
3: I mean, at the risk of being predictable, I guess
1: Mimikyu is not a mythical Pokemon.
3: No, it's not. I know. I have a favorite mythical. Uh, I would probably pick Jodo because it's just I like it, and I always think about like whenever I think about Jodo, I think about the key art from like Heart Gold, Soul Silver, where it's the setting sun on the like elevated shot of the entire Jodo region. And it's just so pretty, and the like fall colors, and I don't know, it looks great.
1: I don't know. I I was watching uh, this um, Twitch streamer PKMNcast. I don't know oh. if you know them, but they're pretty good Twitch, Twitch streamer for Pokemon stuff. What are the? Oh, they play Pokemon. Yeah, uh, not okay. every day of the week, especially not Sundays, but other days of the week. Sometimes you can catch them. They used to do TCG, but pretty much not anymore. Pretty much just video games. But anyways, um, they recently started a black and white Nuzlocke. Black and white two. And the opening of that game where it like starts where you have like a view of Twitch Mountain and then Twitch, Twitch Mountain. Wow. I've been (laughs) (laughs) overbranded. You get a beautiful shot of Twitch Mountain. Twist Mountain. And then you follow like the elements down in over your panning over the hills and valleys of Unova and then down to your town and into your yard and your front door. That's just beautifully done. For for the for the graphical limitations that they had to deal with, I think it was extremely well done.
2: Hmm. hmm.
1: I don't remember enough of the Unova region
3: to feel like it was memorable enough for me to be like, yeah, I, I'm I'm moving,
0: I'm moving, seeing Unova. I remember every reason now why I stopped playing playing Black Two.
1: <laughs> I remember this little uh, Pokemon um, of the. Uh, it was of the the Oshawat kind. It was. It had a name. It was called Washalot. It was really mm-hmm. cute, and then it was no more.
3: Oh, <laughs>
1: what was the the Pokéstar Studios is terrible, painful.
0: It's. R- I don't even remember this. What is like, this? As soon as you beat Roxy, who is the the second gym leader at Verbank, is it Verbank City Gym? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one that's that's like a rock concert, concert, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Her gym is very cool. It's very memorable. Um, As soon as you beat her, you have to go north to find her dad, which is the sea captain. So he, he can get his boat ready to take you to the next town. And that's why, like, she's upset. She's upset because, like, he loves making movies, but also he has a job to get people out of this terrible city that is Verbank. Um,
1: <laughs> no, not a s- lie
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you, ha- you go into the Star studio because some guy watches you battle and for some reason after watching you battle he thinks you'd be a great m- actor and movie maker and you are forced through this all this dialogue of like explaining how Star studio works you have to watch a movie which I don't know takes maybe f- 90 seconds in total of like Riolu man and then you have to do – And then so here's the thing that frustrates me the most about this part. Is they ask you a bunch of yes or no questions throughout this whole part. And one of the questions are, is, like, do you want to make the movie? And you can say yes or no. And I said no. And you're now stuck in the movie theater area. You can't leave. You can't go to the Pokemon Center. You can't, like, go out into the root and wild and exp- get wild encounters you cannot do anything but continue to walk around the movie theater so you have to say yes you make the movie and at the end of it he goes do you want to show this movie to the world yes or no if you say no you just have to make the movie again and if you say yes you show the movie to the world and then he talks to you a bunch more and then you can finally leave but i hate 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 any specific game that forces me into an area and I cannot do anything but that specific thing, especially in a Pokemon game where I maybe want to just catch some Pokemon. I get that it only takes like six minutes in total, but like don't give me these yes or no questions when the answer has to be yes. Like, okay, I can say no the first time, but what am I going to do? Talk to the two other people in this movie theater and just walk around in a circle because I can't leave
1: it's the worst wait so so i was just scrolling through my twitter timeline and uh detective pikachu just um said at pokemon podcast at me next time (laughs) (laughs) what you just described detective pikachu you freaking can't move anywhere until you talk to to a totally different
0: game that's not even remotely
3: Just the same. Just at me next
1: time, bro. Yeah,
0: but like in
3: a in an open open ish world game where you can walk around and do things pr- pretty freely. Really, being, like so being locked into something for six minutes is a long time.
1: <sighs> six minutes. We will now proceed to have six minutes of silence, so everyone can experience the so torment. Everyone understand. And it's
3: not, it's not fun though, and how it's long six minutes. It's is. the
0: questions that frustrate me. Of like. It it wants to give you that perception of, like, you're free to do whatever. That's why they give you the yes and no question. Like, the perse- like in a Pokemon game, if I want to spend 40 hours in a single piece of grass trying to find a shiny or trying to even find, like, the right nature of a Spiro or something, which could maybe take two hours, but maybe that's what I want to do. I want to get that jolly Spiro or whatever. I can do that. Or at any point in time, I can walk back to old areas I've explored or talked to anyone that has been behind me or north of me or south of me. But the game pretends to give you this freedom of like, do you want to make this movie now? Yes or no? No, I don't want to make this movie now. Okay, that's cool because the whole game is kind of like that. If you don't want to catch Spiro, you don't got to catch Spiro. You want to just get to the new town right away? Cool, you can do that. If you want to spend eight hours in a single town, cool, you can do that. But to like give me that fake freedom of like, do you want to make this movie now? Yes or no? No? Okay, cool. Well, now you're stuck in like an 8x10 area with two other people and you cannot leave and the only thing you can do is say yes. Um, like, it's why a pretend? DMV simulator. Like, no, I why pretend say like to give the- me the freedom?
1: It's like they've, uh, the, the creators of PokeStar Studios were devotees of Sartre.
0: <laughs> At least with Festival Plaza, when you accidentally click that button for Festival Plaza, they go, hey, we're doing this. You got to get through it now. We're not going to pretend. We're not going to like, you click this button. You made a mistake. Get ready for your next six minutes. We're going to tell you about this place. Yeah.
3: I mean, I can understand that. I just, in general, I think like, S- six minutes like can you not condense that down like
0: and i think that like, what made me the most mad is after i was done and it was like do you want to show this movie to the world yes or no and i was like no i just want to leave like i don't want to watch what i just made like the no was okay you get to do the movie again let me add on two more minutes because you said yeah, no you,
1: you know because what they were asking was do you like what you just made or do you not like what you just made and you they said did no i don't that. like they what did i did not made. say that you, you need said, to do learn how how to sh-? listen
0: do you want to show this movie to the world heck no i don't yeah i want you to were leave. listening
1: with your ears not with your heart i was reading what the game said oh
0: it's bad <laughs> it's bad it's one of the, okay so going back through black and white 2 this is very off the topic but it is pokemon related that was the first huge stepping stone where i was like i i don't know why i hate pokestar studio more than like Festival Plaza. I hate it more than the hand-holding in Alola. It Like, the contest stuff never really bothered me. I don't know why this specifically grinds my gears more. But then, the other thing that I totally remember that I completely hated is going through that dumb, dumb, dumb desert the first time. Or technically the second time, because you go through it the first time in black and white. But that desert is... God awful! It's so bad. Like, why? why? It's just sandstorm continuously. Your character is super slow because you like fall into this deep sand. Yeah, I was not a fan of that at all. It's how is it?
1: How is it less dumb than the dumb desert in G- Gen Seven in a lot? Oh, don't
3: get me wrong. That desert is terrible. Oh, but, but okay. it doesn't. <laughs> just because one thing is is also bad doesn't mean it's. it's any better or we like, it's, it's all bad. This, also is, this that, is bad. That, this is
0: that desert in gen seven doesn't connect two towns together.
3: Yeah. It is like a,
1: like a side thing that you don't yeah. have to do. And you know, what's amazing is it's such a side thing is you can literally complete the game and not even realize that there was a desert there.
0: Yeah, I didn't. Correct. I didn't. The first <laughs> time I played it, I was like, where's top of I was like, Oh wait, there's a desert area, but that desert in gen five is so bad that's,
1: yeah, great, great game design there. <laughs> I just generally don't love desert games or desert areas
3: and games. Just in general, I don't like. It's Even boring. Zelda? It feels
0: lazy.
1: The
0: yeah, desert I don't. In Zelda like... is the worst part of uh-uh. Breath of the Wild.
1: No, no, no. The desert in uh, what is it? Dream, Dream Awakening, Link's Awakening. Um, that that's my favorite part of that game is when you get to the desert part there.
3: I mean, there's okay. So let me say this. The what is a disappointing desert area to me is one that is just like, oh, you're in a desert and it's empty and it's hot. So there's like some kind of effect. Also, you're lost because it's a desert and it's big. Like it, that's just lazy filler content to me. If yeah. you give me something to do, like not that I'm saying Ocarina of Time is like the pinnacle of. You know, uh adventure gaming, a lot of people will say it is, but I, I it's good, it's fine, whatever. That desert at least has interesting things in it. Like there's a village, there's there's like there's things in it that are interesting. The deserts in Unova and in Alola are just boring and lazy and not interesting.
1: Were there deserts in other Pokemon games? It's hmm.
3: more detrimental than it is
1: like fun trying to think if there was a desert and diamond and pearl i don't think so i don't remember they had the snow
3: i don't think i've ever played a desert area in a pokemon game that i wasn't like please get me out of this immediately i don't, <laughs> don't want to uh, be here please anymore let this
0: end the desert area next to Y isn't bad because the encounters are based off those little like tumbleweeds or like sand they're like sand tornadoes so you can avoid the encounters pretty easily. Also, there's nothing like slowing you down. I guess there's the wind, but I think the wind mechanic is really cool. And sometimes it boosts you uh, if the wind I'm is behind sure you. I'm pretty sure you
1: couldn't roller rollerblade in the... You can. The
0: yeah, you could because there's uh, Cause if you blade, grind rails. Yeah, because if you rollerbladed with the wind, you went twice as fast. And if you rollerbladed against the wind, you went twice as slow. But in that case, you could just walk faster. You just get off your rollerblades and walk and it's faster. Yeah. Or you could use the grind rails. You could the use desert. the grind rails, but at least in that area, like that, I think that area is fine, and it doesn't it doesn't bog you down with like consistent encounters or slow walking. It can, I guess, if the wind is the wrong direction. But that area is just disappointing because there's nothing to do, and it made it seem like there was something to do with all like the the silos that like the one door silos that the doors don't actually open. I'm not through all of black and white 2's desert. Uh I stopped my Nuzlocke in the second desert area part. I know there's like the Cofagrigus slash Darmanitan shrine somewhere.
1: Well that's in the in the side desert thing. But is it uh, side? The, the, XM, th- the, the X and Y desert was uh much more extensive and filled out in uh in Pokemon Z, but we just never got that.
3: Oh, game. right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that one.
1: Could you actually answer the questions from the letter? Because Mike and I had to. <laughs> uh, well, as far as mythical
3: Pokemon, Celebi, because it's my sweet little onion baby. Oh yeah, and I love it. But I don't. Know, I got memories from Johto. and it's enjoyable to me. It's beautiful, and I would. Li- I I'll see you there. I'm going. But Steve, what, you're, what it sounds like you're telling me is any desert area in the Pokemon games is where you would move to, right? That's where he yes, he to
1: be, because <laughs> m- the Midwest is way too cold. <laughs> One extreme to another.
0: Pokemon choice would be Mewtwo. Uh, region choice would probably be Alola. That's Dude, a that's good, way good too
1: pick. much sun for you. You could not handle it. What? There's it's mountains gonna... in Alola? Hide behind the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Just hide right. under the mountain.
0: You're fine. All right. Just right. got to go to the city. This is a long email, so I'm going to cut some stuff from it, but this is Brian. Hey, SBJ and crew. I have a question for one of you all. One of my only complaints about modern Pokemon games is Gen 5. Wait, no, they don't say that. Oh. Is that they have become needless, needlessly overstuffed with old features. It feels like Pokemon likes to pile and shoehorn in gimmicks from the past generations in every new game. For example, form changing items like Deoxys's meteorites, Rotom's appliances, the genies, mirrors. I'm assuming they mean Landorus, Thunderus, and Tornadus. Shaman's flower, Arceus's plates, Savali's drives. Also, I think we've learned that it's pronounced Savali, 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 right? That's how the anime I, I says don't... it.
3: No, yeah, I don't know. Okay,
0: I'm pretty sure I. Uh, I've still always said "Sil but I think I mean, it uh, ends
1: with a Y. G-
0: Gladion calls it "Savalie," like I.
1: Oh, like an ally. Yep, oh. exactly. Oh. It's
0: your friend. Yep. Okay, I see. Which makes sense because most because ninety nine percent of Pokemon names are just puns and Savali is an ally. I wonder if
3: I wonder what the feeling is like at the Pokemon Company when they release all of these Pokemon and everybody gets their names wrong.
0: I don't get why they just don't release an official book. Like there are non official books, but how long like somebody at that company knows how to say every name. (laughs) Here's the thing. We have <laughs> just we have have,
3: <laughs> we have consoles, handheld or otherwise, that have speakers on them or a way for sounds to come out of them. They also have clearly hired people to do voice acting for previous Pokedex entries. Why don't they just implement that into the games? You can check the cry of a Pokemon, but you can't check how it's pronounced? Why is that the
0: case? Savali, so yeah, I guess. I agree. Still valet Genesex drives and two different splicer items, legendary move tutors, megastones, and soon all the special Z crystals introduced in Gen seven. In every new game from here, uh from now on, there will need to be Leaf slash ice rocks to evolve Leafeon slash glacion. There will be meadows to change Oricoro. there will be a salon to trim Furfru and much more. Not that I'm not saying I don't enjoy how Pokemon introduces interesting new mechanics every generation, but I worry that the need for backwards compatibility will weigh down these games in the future and alienate, alienate new players. I love Pokemon like Vivilone, Unown, Spinda, and Flabebe that can have several different forms, but I dislike all the items and NPCs that they've added to make it more complicated and to obscure how, from changes work. With your opinions, am I being too harsh? Do you think there, there are too many old features? Or are they important enough to connect to past generations? Do you have any ideas how they could keep old features while simplifying them? And make mechanics that were removed that you once kept? I wish uh, they have kept seasons for dealing forms. Sorry for the length. I don't. I hope I don't rant too much. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much for making an excellent show. Keep up the good work. M-Dude, uh, my favorite Pokemon is clinklang. Alright,
1: so I was just going to say that um he's obviated the answer in the ending of his uh particular rant there by saying, I miss the seasons and you know, because you can't get multiple forms of deerling anymore. Uh so there's actually two solutions that that Pokemon implements to handle these types of situations. Number one, they stop supporting it, right? So you can only get one kind of deerling, one kind of Swazbuck anymore. You can't get different seasons any longer. Uh, because the seasons aren't there. Um, You can still get the Pokemon, still complete your Pokedex, but you don't get the different forms anymore. The other thing is, uh, they just move these things as purchasable items, and they're not things that you have to find in the game, or hunt out, or anything like that. So I can easily see in a future Pokemon game that they have an area that's like Alola Imports, and it has all the different Nectars for the Oricorios, and you just buy them. and and that's it like if you want to change Oracorio form you just go and buy it um and and use them that way so sure they just simplify is what they do it's not necessarily like they're doing a a full uh carryover of every single form changing required mechanic or anything like that just like they did with the the megastones right you just buy them you don't have to go and find them it doesn't have to be between like 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. when the sun is shining through the prism in whatever that was. <laughs> it starts to sparkle over a lot. No, you just go to the store and buy them.
3: Yeah. That that makes the most sense to me. But as far as seasons goes, I don't know why that like, I, I mean, I guess just because the, the the story in the game happens in such a short time frame that it's hard to say like, oh, there's seasons happening. But it seems like a, a thing for, like, RPGs or, like, open worldish games that that's still, like, w- why did they implement that and then never really touch it again?
1: Yeah, my I, suspicion on Seasons is that it incorporated a level of complexity that they couldn't carry forward into the 3D implementation of the game. Um, and I, I was maybe. thinking about that, like, when uh, when Steve was in, like, the first area outside of the First town in black and white too, and there's this area that you can't get to um because there's something seasonal that hasn't happened that sort of unlocks your ability to walk through that area. And the first thing I was like, oh, it's it's because there needs to be snow. Because up in Isaris City, it was there were these snow mounds that had to pile up so you could walk across them to get to different areas. And he was like, It's already winter. You know, if there's gonna be snow, there's gonna be snow. And I was like, oh, wait, in Black and White 2 in fall, they had the leaf piles and you could get to different places by walking across the leaf piles. And, you know, since it's winter, there's no leaf piles. And I think just like having those kinds of so snow
3: piles, I mean, it, it just because they're they haven't figured out a way to make something work from season to season. All that means is that it's bad design. Well, it's bad design on them that they haven't found a way to bridge those gaps between those seasons. Games have been doing seasons for years now and been doing it successfully. If you get to a point where you you implement seasons in your game and you can't make them connect and you can't make the game work unless it's a specific season, unless it's specifically for like it's a secret or something for that season, you'd reduce the functionality of the game. That's bad design.
1: Yeah, I think that they were doing it for unlocking purposes, since they were moving away from TMs being single-use and and obviously transitioning away over time from HMs and stuff like that, but eh, I don't know. It also requires that the region be a region that has seasons, which obviously France has no seasons.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Oh. This is not picking on FurFru, because I I do like FurFru a lot as a Pokemon, but... They have the salon that they introduced in Gen 6 for Furfru, which is very cool, I think. And they bring it back in Gen 7, and they bring it back in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. The salon specifically for Furfru and for your character, obviously. But, like, that's fine. That's really cool. But there are 800 other Pokemon. Why can't you give this functionality to, like, two other Pokemon? Why is it only Furfru? And I think that's my problem with a lot of these things that were mentioned is like they're gimmicks for one specific Pokemon and they they for whatever reason they pick and choose. And like Micah said, it could be lazy design where like they chose to bring back Furfru and that's fine, but they didn't choo- choose to bring back Deerling. I think it's cool that like, hey, if you want the other things of Deerling, you have to specifically play Gen 5. I think that's that's fine and that's cool because we have a way to get all the pokemon unified in one place which is pokemon bank but but it's not fine because clearly you can you can take other pokemon and point to them and be like well they brought back this feature and they didn't bring back this feature and so now this pokemon is stuck here and this pokemon for has it like this pokemon Fir-Fru has its own dedicated building and its own p c nPC to change stuff, but Deerling is left out in the cold, no pun intended.
3: yeah yeah i i I mean i I feel like some a lot of this to some degree is lazy design, like it's just not necessarily lazy design, it's just bad design where it's like bad foresight for how something is going to carry out over time, or you know like it, it, this the question in itself is a good point to that that there are all of these mechanics that they just are stacking on top of each other endlessly into the sea of the future like how many more of these are we going to get that you know and that's fine but I think I think having something like a store or whatever like Will said it makes it kind of solves that problem but it doesn't solve the problem that there are these endless amounts of mechanics for one Pokemon or two Pokemon that to new players might be really kind of uh, not like a turnoff, but hard to grasp, I guess. Like, oh, you don't just use a stone or level. You have to go to the specific location or at the specific time or you have to like like all of these things. That's like one example, but all of these things on top of each other. It's, it's a lot, and it's a mess. It's kind of messy. And it, does, it doesn't really seem to be an end in sight, and it's at the point now, too, where if you just remove those things or you stop supporting them, which I don't think is going to happen, you run the risk then of that Pokemon or that form of that Pokemon is no longer in the game. And with what they require for backwards compatibility or collecting or whatever, that de- that's detrimental to the the overall mechanic of the
0: game, which is collecting all of the Pokemon. Well, is there a way to get the different Flabebes in Sun and Moon?
1: No, but there,
0: but Flabebe is in that game, is it not?
1: You can random encounter. Can you random encounter it?
3: Yeah, it's in the flower patches, in the in inside the cave. I don't remember what it's called. That area.
1: But can you get all the different flowers? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't remember,
0: but... I'm not obvi- sure. Obviously, Oricor- Oricorio is going to have that same problem. It is in Melon right. Meadow. Uh, only in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon.
1: Yeah. That, that much, yeah. I knew it wasn't in the first one. Regular Sun and Regular Moon.
0: Uh, I think if you SOS, it'll start bringing in different colors.
1: Ah, so you can get the rare white flabébé.
2: Oh,
3: that's not a bad mechanic, and maybe that mechanic can apply to Oricorio too. But I—I I mean, I don't. That's if that—that's if, that's they if bring that SOS remains back, right? Like if that mechanic stays, I—I I yeah. don't know. SOS is gone.
0: Yeah, I feel like it'll go, just like hordes will go. But I feel like hordes went because I don't know how they made it work in X and Y. I'm surprised. Like people poo poo on x and y but it x and y is so impressive for everything they've accomplished as the first 3ds game like it does horde battles and it does these grand gyms like cinematics and the world is very fluid where there's like gra- wait, wind rolling through the grass and water waves crashing against the bri- the rocks and stuff yeah and it's t- technically an impressive game I'm not
3: saying that it's not otherwise, but it is an impressive game technically.
0: And I know, like, behind the scenes, Sun and Moon uses more power from the 3DS, but also, like, Ultra Beast are super chuggy. And I feel like the world animations are simpler, and, like, trials don't have, like, this grand cinematic feel. And even in a double battle, Pokemon battles are super chuggy, whereas, like, X and Y were doing five Pokemon at a time in a horde. Well, and hordes were chuggy, but keep in mind, the new 3DS didn't exist back then. And so, like,
1: I'm is not chuggy s- a technical term? Yeah. Yeah. Chug-
0: chuggy. Ch- chug lug chug lug Let's do one more email.
3: Final point on that. I would love to see Seasons Return. I'd love to see them do it right. And I'd love to see that. I feel like a lot of these things could probably be solved with that too. I feel like I, and I, I don't understand why they nice. can't like
0: wait what did you say I feel like one megastone would be nice Oh yeah
3: totally I don't know why that's not a possibility either like the, the universal just, megastone yeah, yeah just
0: the megastone it also bothers me that like Savali is based off Arceus and they both have 18 of their own different plates just make one plate for both yeah. of them and so now so I has
1: memories. Okay, not oh, beliefs, thank my you. mistake! Uh, it's just, definitely the same.
0: <laughs> just make <laughs> it's one. All the same. When I click on it, say which type would you want? Fairy, cool. This is now yeah. fairy. Instead of making eighteen different items, and don't have the NPC hand me eighteen items in a row. <laughs> have one
3: evolution rock that you can go to that you can evolve all the things that need that have
1: location based evolutions.
0: And if you're gonna have, have an
1: f- even better, I have a better sh- idea for Silvally. Silvally, you ready? Make it so that instead of having to have things that are special for Silvally, have it things that are form changers for other Pokemon. So like for it to be Bug type, you have it hold one of Genesect drives. Or, oh, I don't know, Is Hoopa is Ghost and Psychic? This sounds like it's getting more
3: complicated than I, I care for it, too, though. <sighs> psychic no, ghost. it's just
1: like, instead of having all those memories, then you just have it hold some other Pokemon's thing, and it says, oh, since Genesect is Bug-type, if I'm holding Genesect's drive, I become Bug-type. and And stuff like that. I think that would be so cool.
3: But then, what if it just was that, the plates and the memories were the same thing, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they were one um, item that you could just change what type it is, you know
3: like a selection in in the like a selection menu in the Pokemon stats would be a cool thing i don 't know, but like z crystals are complicated then too, because you can 't have like you apply those to a Pokemon like you can 't have just one z crystal because then that limits what. Z, what Pokemon is holding the Z-Crystal. It's There's so many. There's Z-Crystals, there's Megastones, there's plates, there's just... Can we stop with the items, maybe? Maybe it's the problem is that they're all items. The majority of them are item-based. Or maybe it's just that you have a shop, and you go and buy whatever you want.
0: <laughs> I, well, The shop thing bothers me, too, because either you have no money in the Pokemon world because you bought all Pokeballs or Repels or something, or you have too much money because there's just no balance of things to buy. There's never, like, this middle ground of, like, money actually being important. Because, like, you could also, like, never buy clothes and be rich. Or you could be the person like Micah and buy every clo-
1: clothing item and be poor. Yeah.
0: So, like, so, to so be, like... That's why
1: you introduce a new currency called Battle Points. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> so, to have just a store at the end of the game of, like, hey, you know, all those Megastones you've collected for two generations now i'm just talking about a future generation game buy them again for the third time in a row isn't that fun
3: well i think part of the problem is that the the currency in the game not to get deep into pokemon economy but the currency in the game is limited to uh how many trainers are available in the world and then once that's done just whether or not you beat the elite four and just grinding the elite four over and over and over to get money is a very bad mechanic for like keeping some level of real economy happening in a game like yeah. you know a lot of games have taken on the the concept of like you have uh, i don't know cycling quests or something or like requests from people in that live in the game world that you can get money by earning it by doing a job or something like that to me, would solve the issue of, like, there's a finite amount of money in the game, and then it's just grinding the Elite Four.
1: Yeah, what but they need to do again, is... Again,
3: wishful thinking, probably. They, they
1: need to give you, like, a telephone or something like that, where different NPCs can call you up halt. and say oh, that they want to uh again, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> and then I'm you call the them cops. again and get money off of them.
0: But do their Pokemon stay the same Pokemon for 40 hours in a row because... <laughs>
1: well they're only battling you and you always win so obviously their pokemon never level
0: oh right yeah that's accurate that makes sense they're only calling and battling you they never win so how are they getting experience but
1: how are are they getting
0: money for you to get money from them if they keep dropping
1: money for you to take solar um (laughs) okay because you're the only like Rube, that gave them your phone number. Everybody else is like, uh, <laughs> no, you can't have my phone number. No, thank All you. Right, thanks. Sir,
0: no. Uh, last email here. Uh, this is from Kendall. Says, hey, guys, love the podcast. Listen every week. I have a request. I think a lot of your listeners will enjoy. A huge Pokemon fan when it came out. I was in the fourth and fifth grade when the original Game Boy games, TCG, and anime came out, uh, but quickly grew out of it but And when they, added, when they added more Pokemon, I found it odd and I didn't want to learn the new ones. I never owned a game past Yellow, but whenever Pokemon Go came out, I, like many others, loved only the Gen 1 aspect of it, as well as the ideal of being a real Pokemon trainer. Now that generations are coming out in Go, I have an interest in the newer games, so my re- question slash request is, how much has the gameplay changed since then? And what would be a good starting point to get back into playing? Well, let me tell you about all of these items. Let me tell you about <laughs> mega stones, Z crystals, fur fruit, <laughs> seasons, uh, location based evolution. Uh, I think it's a good question. I get asked it a lot on a daily basis of like, Hey, I haven't played Pokemon since, you know, Ruby and Sapphire where should I start playing? And I and as much as people complain about Gen 7 handholding, like that is exactly why it exists is because there are so many people coming back to the game and they're like, "You know what? I haven't played a Pokémon since the original Crystal. What Pokémon game should I get because I haven't played in 15 years?" Oh, I don't know. Maybe Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, or Sun and Moon—the two games with specific handholding for those players. <laughs> it is designed wow. for those players. I think, and that's why I recommend Sun and Moon. Like, yeah, it's—you've been playing Pokemon for twenty years. I get it. You don't want to spend an island, an hour on the first island where, like, they're like, "Hey, this is how you battle. This is how you trade. This is how you do that." But like, those games are not like that. Island is not meant for you. That island is meant for people who originally played the games and they're coming back to the series because Pokemon has done, I think, an excellent job with the anime, with the trading card game, with Pokemon Go to bring people back to those games and you want them to easily understand it because our last email, we just explained how complicated and dumb Pokemon can be and I think Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon and Sudden Moon, although at this point, just by Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, is a good place for those people who haven't played in 15, 10, even maybe 5 years to come back to and go, oh yeah, this all makes sense again.
1: Well, I I just always think that every Pokemon game is somebody's first Pokemon game, so (laughs) that's why there's an introductory section at the beginning of every game, and yeah, I mean there's a lot there's a lot that has changed, but fundamentally you're still going out there, catching pokemon, battling pokemon and you know, learn as you go.
3: Yeah, I think it's hard to say at this point like don't play the most recent thing because they are all self-contained stories aside from, you know, I don't like black, black 2 white 2. Yeah. You can jump into it and not have to have any prior knowledge of the games and like will said they are very there is at least some portion of the the beginning of the game that is handholdy enough to get you back into it and anything prior to gen 6 7 still feels pretty much exact like not exactly but it still feels a lot like probably what you played way back when and it's in even in gen 6 and 7 like it starts to change a little bit but there's a lot of the stuff that's still pretty similar and if you do take that leap, I think six with Gen Six X and Y is still was still part of that experience of people haven't played this in a really long time, so we want to make sure that people are uh, comfortable playing it again, and even more so in Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. But I, I think that it- it's it's too hard to not say like just play the most recent one just just play the most recent one it's got at least to some degree pokemon from every region prior to that it's got elements of things from every region prior to that like it's a good it's a good like summary gen 7 is a good summary of everything up until that point and you don't need to know anything prior to it in order to play it
1: Yeah, unless you don't own a 3DS. If you don't own a 3DS, do not invest in that dead, dead, dead hardware. Well, (laughs) uh,
3: they just announced that they're going to be supporting the 3DS through uh, 2019 and beyond. Not long enough. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Sure. They have at least one major game uh, scheduled, I think, per month for the next year.
1: Mario soccer, Mario baseball, Mario tennis.
3: Yeah, it's... That's whatever. <laughs> I I just am like the Game of, and of the, the DS camp DS that just wants them together. to move on and focus on the switch because it's, it's it, I don't know it's what's the term when two things are uh, redundant? It's redundant. I feel like, but don't yeah. I would say maybe at this point, don't invest in a 3ds if you haven't played yet and you want to to you want to play Pokemon like if you have a DS. Get the last DS game that came out. Or,
1: Black if you have White a Switch,
3: too. just wait a little bit. Who know? We don't know how long, but wait a little bit, maybe. Because I'm sure, I feel like it's really not going to be a surprise that whatever comes out on the Switch is also going to be very beginner-friendly. Because I think the expectation is that plenty of people who will play it on the Switch, have not played a Pokemon game, even probably in the th- on 3DS.
1: Oh, heck yeah. It's going to be very rebooty.
0: Yeah. I think so. Uh, Well, I think that wraps up for emails. Uh, if you want to send in your email, you can do so at uh, sbj at pkmncast.com That's right, right? sbj at pkmncast.com Yeah. I believe so. Um, or you can go ahead and hit that contact button on PokemonPodcast.com, and yeah, emails. Uh, will, bring us the Pokemon of the Week.
1: You guys don't know which Pokemon this is. This Pokemon is a bipedal ursine Pokemon with a light blue head and neck. It has a slightly pointed head with large round ears, shiny, dark oval eyes, and a darker blue muzzle. This Pokémon has a shiny dark nose, from which a considerable amount of light blue nasal mucus, the source of its attacks, droops. The lower part of its body is white. It has rounded forepaws, digitless feet with black paw pads, and a small round tail. This Pokémon's nose is constantly running. It inhales the mucus and uses it in its attacks. If it is in bad health, the mucus becomes watery which weakens its ice-type techniques. Hmm. Mewtwo? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Clearly Cub
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. I didn't think you were going to get it.
0: <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty versed in the Pokemon universe. I feel like it's really not difficult. <laughs> when you say uh, it, its nose is running,
3: I don't I think mean... there's any other Pokemon I could think of.
1: <laughs> Trubbish? I don't know. Maybe? I guess. A, Trubbish doesn't have a nose. I thought the word ursine was going to throw Steve off. Nah. But ursaring? That's who it was. It was ursaring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cub chew is a combination of cub and I chew, Sound of a sneeze. That's your name, Ward? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Tell me about that shiny. That hot, hot shiny. I actually want one of these.
0: Shiny Cupchu is purple instead of blue. And some trivia here is Chew is based off a polar bear club. If the, mus- the mucus it possesses was probably inspired by the fact that cold we- weather often results
1: in a runny nose.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this Pokemon is so disappointing. <laughs> it's so cute though.
0: Come on. It, it has cutie. adorable. It has a ability that I don't think I've ever said out loud, so I'm pretty excited to. Only four Pokemon have this ability. Cubchoo, Tick, Alolan Sandshrew, and Alolan Sandslash, but they are hidden abilities for those two. It is called Slush Rush. Nice. <laughs> it takes you to 7-Eleven. Yeah. During a hailstorm, the speed stat of the Pokemon is doubled, unlike Sand Rush, Sand... Snow Cloak and Sandville, a Pokemon with this ability will take damage from the Hailstorm unless it's Ice type. There you go. Slush Rush. Snow Cloak and Slush Rush is a good
3: combination of words to say together.
0: I want uh, a competitive bear Tick with Slush Rush. Its speed stat is 50, so that means its speed stat would be 100. I don't know if that outspeeds anyone, but Also, Beartick has good physical attack. I don't know if there's any good physical ice moves. Icicle Uh, Crash, I guess. Maybe. What would you
3: name it? What would you name your competitive Slush Rush Tick?
0: I I would want to name it Slush Rush because it's a good name. (laughs) But they would give away what its ability is.
1: Yeah. I find it funny that Tick's hidden ability is... um, Swift Swift Swim. swim. (laughs) When it's not water type at all. Swift
3: Swim, Snow Cloak, Slush Rush. All these names are really good.
1: It's
0: actually only one
1: of two non-water type Pokemon to have Swift Swim. Can you guess Uh, who the other one is?
0: Oh, I know. It's like at the tip of my tongue.
1: And yet it's not coming out. Is it Basculin? No. Basculin's water type, dude. Whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Swift, Swift swim. What is a Pokemon that's kind of like you? You thought it was a water one, but then it turned out it wasn't. Dugong, maybe? <laughs> no, Dugong is water type too. I'm pretty sure. No, it's right. ice, isn't it? It's uh, Anorith and Arnoldo. Ar- Arnoldo. <laughs> Arnoldo.
3: Arnoldo. <laughs>
1: Armaldo. It's like that's a pokemon every that's a, one of the pokemon that people always forget. <laughs> I've been thinking
3: about it a lot cuz it's, it's Pokemon Go, but are, Pokemon are Go has been real good about in, in Go? Yeah, Pokemon Go has been real good about reminding me of pokemon I forgot about because I have to I don't know get them again.
0: I don't know much about competitive, but I pulled up a Smogon article here. They do recommend Slush Rush as the ability. They recommend uh, Icicle Crash, Superpower, Stone Edge, and Swords Dance with a Life Orb. You can either run it Adamant, which will increase just your regular attack, or Jolly, which I believe increases your speed. Um, With Slush Rush activated, uh, you should be able to outspeed Pokemon such as Greninja, Dragonite and Tapu Coco, as long as there is hail up. And with, uh, if you have Jolly instead of Adamant, uh, you're, you're, you obviously won't be doing as much damage because you're no longer Adamant. But you will be able to outspeed, uh, Choice Scarf Diggersby, uh, and Gyarados. So there's your one bit of competitive, which probably doesn't give you much, but. Slush rush sounds great. So use it,
1: <laughs> there you it go. literally just it sounds great. I built my competitive team based on onomatopoeia. No, not, uh, uh, what is it? Oh, dag. Nabbit. When words all start with the same letter letters, <sighs> the alphabet, um, uh, alliteration. Oh, oh there you go. Me. Thank goodness. Uh, all right. Well,
0: I think that wraps up our show. Um, can I someone? can I hit you with some quick facts real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah. You got, I got some Red some, Bull facts, right? I
3: got some Red Bull facts. Uh, when we started the show, Steve said, Will, do you have your Pokemon of the week? And I said, I didn't bring anything. Should I have brought something? And they said no. Uh, and I, then I just Googled something so I could have something for you guys. This is my gift to you. Uh Perfect. This is RedBull.com. The, uh, I guess has a games section of their website and this is 10 Pokemon facts you probably didn't know about. And I read headlines like this all the time and I go, I definitely, it's, it's going to be plenty of things that like they think nobody knows, but really everybody knows. I think maybe there's one or two in here that I legitimately didn't know. Uh, the first one is the first Pokemon ever designed, and it's about uh Rhydon, which if you've seen any Everybody of the early concept that. art, yeah, that's the thing. Number two, though, I didn't know this. Maybe you guys knew this. Fishing in Pokemon Red and Blue gyms. Apparently, you can fish on the statues in the uh, gyms in Pokemon Red and Blue. I didn't know this, and you can act. You can use an old rod and You can on the Rhydon statue, and you can get Magikarp
0: why why is that a thing because the statue is over the water so when you fish through it it doesn't realize the statue is there so it just thinks there's water underneath I mean this screenshot I'm looking
3: at there's no water anywhere in this gym I don't know where the square square was programmed
1: as water yeah possibly
3: oh I see okay I guess that makes sense uh and then here's another this is like non-consequential at all these are all pretty non-consequential but this is, uh, number four is Professor Oaks Nidorino has a Nidorina cry hmm. at the opening introduction of the original Red and Blue games.
1: Did they mention that error in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, too?
3: Is that an error in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon? Oh,
1: in the Seafolk Village, two of the Pokemon have the wrong, uh, sub, what is it, the word subtitles for the yeah. actual cry that
3: they Oh, had. Okay. Uh and then the last one maybe that like uh, I I didn't know this people probably knew this I guess though but maybe you didn't. Uh in Pokemon Red and Blue beta some Pokemon had distinctly different names from what we know them as now. For example, coughing and wheezing were named Nai and La respectively I didn't know that. to represent the polluted air in New York and Los Angeles. And uh Kabuto and Kabutops I I don't remember the pronunciations. We went over this while playing Pokemon Go, though, and Steve, you know, in Steve fashion, scolded me for pronouncing them wrong or incorrectly, maybe. They were named At and
0: Lantis. I did not know that one. I knew the coughing and um, wheezing ones. And Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff had the
3: names of Pudding and Custard.
0: I've heard yeah. that before.
3: And Gyarados had the much cooler name of Skullcracken. I've never heard of that. Like, sk- Kraken skulls, but also like a skull, cr- like a Kraken, like the sea beast. I, I get it. Do you get jokes? <laughs> I do. And that's pretty much it. The rest of them are all like the swords of
0: justice are based on the three musketeers, which is what I expected a lot of this to be. I'm surprised they got as far as. Uh... Gen Gen five five? with the swords of justice. Usually, those facts are like oh, this is all the way.
3: This is number eight. Is James Turner is the first Westerner to design Pokemon, and it's uh, the concept art for Guzzlord. So this is fairly recent. Yeah, but he designed like Vinylite and stuff too. Oh yeah, but they're showing art from this is from September of last year, so semi recent. That fishing in the gym though blew my mind. I didn't know that was a thing.
0: That was like one of the few things on the playground that I remember actually working, was, and then of course you have like Mewtwo or Mew with the truck, and Mewtwo can turn into Luigi and stuff like that.
1: Um, yeah. So when you you guys had recess, uh, you never played Foursquare.
3: Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we okay. did. Okay. okay. But you know when when they were still allowing Game Boys or they hadn't you know banned video games in the school or whatever, it, it, I' spent a lot of time hanging out in the corner with my buddies and some link cables, and, you yeah, know, doing
1: wow
3: doing the doing the Pokemon things.
1: What a world
3: What a world. <laughs> Uh, and then that's pretty much it Then the related articles is where it starts to fall apart With this is what real life Pokemon could look like Or how to level up quickly in Pokemon Go <laughs> And about kind of what I expected But I heard they're raising the level cap How dare you I heard uh, What I heard I, I don't know if I believe that But what I heard is they're working on Gen 4
0: Oh dang <laughs> I would have never guessed that <laughs> <laughs> Alright well I think that wraps up the show um, some house cleaning for you all. Uh, we're almost at. I want to say nine hundred reviews on iTunes. I should know. I'm like, hey, you guys should review us on iTunes because we're about to hit a milestone. Yeah, it's nine hundred. We're at eight hundred and sixty reviews. so We're forty away from hitting nine hundred. So if you haven't, please leave us a review in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you would like to call it. Otherwise, uh, our Nuzlocke has started. This was because we hit our Patreon goal of 1,500 last December. So that means I will do at least one Nuzlocke a year. I have started that. It is Black 2. It started on Friday. It will continue on Monday afternoon and pretty much throughout the rest of the week. I've gotten three badges already. We've lost five Pokemon. There is a uh, Google Docs that you can find in Slack if you're a Patreon member. Or I've tweeted it before, but it will keep you up to date of who's in the party, what level they're at, who was in the party because they've died and how they died and the clip of them dying. So I'm trying to make it really interactive. So if you can't consistently watch, you can at least keep up to date with what's happening in the Nuzlocke and they will be sent to YouTube. Um I'm not, I'm probably will break it down into smaller episodes. So it's easier to consume, but um yeah. So twitch.tv slash cast. Otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter, Micah is at Micah the Brave, Will is at Wash in the Sink, and I am at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are
1: super effective. Effective. Yes, that's correct. Yes, you did. I'm new here. So <laughs> <You> thanks.
0: <laughs> it's Super Effective was created and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork were also created by me. The music at ISC was created by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISC, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or just tell a fellow friend about the show. ISC is my current job right now and I need all the support I can get to keep doing it weekly. If you'd like to support ISE, you can do so on Patreon. You can support me by heading over to ise.cash. For as little as $2 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community where you can battle, trade, and chat with other trainers. And for $5 a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. A quick shout-out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, Kay, and Cygnus.